Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and we are looking at John, the disciple that Jesus loved today. And one of the things that I think the enemy does such a great job of is making us doubt if God really loves us. And I'm so thankful that uh, God gave us the Bible so that we can hear stories of over and over how God proved his faithfulness and how we can have a personal relationship with him through Jesus Christ. And I love how John described Jesus uh, in John chapter 1, verse 14. It says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Friends, I'm a one of the things I think each year that I hope that I will grow in is the ability to hear God's voice and to know when to extend grace, but when to also speak the truth in love. Obviously, our culture is turned away from God's truth in many, many ways, yet God's truth does not change. And yet we need to know his word so that we can stand on his truth and his promises Yet also, Jesus came to save the world, not to condemn it. He wants us to be saved. He wants to help us. But unfortunately, in our pride, uh, our shortfalls, our challenges, uh, wounds that happen in our life, unwise decisions we make, unwise or selfish decisions that others make can impact our believing in God's truth and his grace. A quote I shared last Monday, but I feel like I need to share it again, is love and truth must be maintained in perfect balance. Truth is never to be abandoned in the name of love, but love is not to be ignored in the name of truth. And so I want to look today and tomorrow about three ways that John simply stated that he was the disciple that Jesus loved, and yet... One of those things, the way he said it was not like in a braggadocio way, but at the same time, uh, it was where he just kind of said, hey, I know that God loves me. God loves me. And I'm so thankful that John said that because, friends, we need to know that, that God loves us. And one of the things that I've seen done the most in my over 20 years of ministry now is people just really doubting, does God love me? And the enemy's been planting that seed of doubt since almost the beginning of time. I mean, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say that you must not eat from any tree in the garden? In other words, does God really love you or he would let you eat from all the trees? Even though the Lord had given them everything, freedom to enjoy everything in the garden, there was just one tree, the tree of knowledge, that he just said, hey, you know, that one you need to stay away from. That one's not for you. And yet the enemy already, since the beginning of time here, since Adam and Eve saying, hey, did God really say that? In other words, getting them to doubt that God loved them. 
Well, I want us to look at three passages of Scripture there where John simply stated that he was the disciple whom Jesus loved. And I think we can learn some things about knowing how God loves us through these three different passages in the book of John. If you've got your Bible with us, with you and you want to hang out with us, we're going to start out in John chapter 13, verses 22 through 25. It says, His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Now, last week we looked at this, uh, the first part of this, and said that Jesus, it was the Last Supper you know, we had with the disciples, uh, probably one of the most well-known stories in the Bible, and he was preparing them before he was about to be arrested and then later crucified on a cross. And so as he talked to them about that one of them was going to betray him, that's where this started in verse 22 of John chapter 13. But I love how John just simply stated in verse 22 of chapter 13 in John that one of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Oh, friends, I mean, if I'm writing the book of John and I really believe that Jesus loved me, uh, and I was saying in a way where I was kind of bragging and had some pride behind it, I've been writing it in chapter 1, right? Right after that John chapter 1, verse 14, that Jesus came full of grace and truth. And also, uh, I'm by the way, I'm the one that Jesus loved. But friends, I don't think that's, you know, if John, if that was his intention to be prideful about it, it would have been written in the very first chapter, maybe in the first sentence. You know, I write this as the disciple whom Jesus loved. But he didn't write anything until chapter 13. You know, a few years ago, uh, a friend of mine gave me this T-shirt that says, God loves you, but I'm his favorite. <laughs> Oh, man, I love that T-shirt. And In fact, I may have to buy a new one because that one's uh, uh, long been gone and in one of my moves. But, you know, I think the thing that we all just need to know is that God does love you. All right. And he wants you to be like John. Think that he's your favorite, that we're his favorite. You know, I've heard people say, you know, God's got this big refrigerator in the sky. And each of us that have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, he's got our picture on this big refrigerator in the sky, just like we do with our kids and grandkids, nieces and nephews. But you, you want to know the way, uh, one of the ways you know that uh, Jesus loves you? Um, it's, it's how you spell love. And I know some of you say, oh, of course, Greg, L-O-V-E. Well, you know, friends, one thing that I'm learning is that love is actually spelt T-I-M-E. Ouch. <laughs> T-I-M-E. You know, friends, we spend time with those that we love. And we can get guilty. I've been guilty of it, not spending the time with family and close friends and things because we get busy doing life. And yet one of the things that people say over and over on their deathbed, they wish they would have spent more time with family and loved ones. And uh, I just want to encourage you today, friends, if you want to know that Jesus loves you, you need to spend time with him. And I don't mean that condemning, but just uh, I think sometimes the truth and grace thing I've talked about earlier in the program, we have to accept a little bit of truth about that. And I want to encourage you to do it. You'll never regret that time. 
I try to start every morning off. Not going to say it's 100%, but it's in the 99% range of spending time in the morning first thing with God and just getting my heart right, my mind right, and spending time and putting him first as I start my day. You know, a second way that John knew Jesus loved him was just about how physically close they were here at this Last Supper. It says there in uh, verse 23, 23 that Jesus was reclining, I mean, John was reclining next to him. John was reclining next to him, talking about Jesus, reclining next to Jesus. I mean, if you're reclining on somebody, I mean, you're like in their personal space. You obviously have a close relationship with them, and you know that person loves you. And one of the things that we've talked about here is, you know, John said it three different times in this book. We're going to look at the other two. Uh, we'll look probably at the second one later today and the third one tomorrow. But here's the deal, friends. You know, G John knew that Jesus loved him. And one of the things I think that sometimes, and I think we do it because we feel like if, if, if we do say it, we're we're being prideful, but it's okay to sing just like that little song we sang as kids. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. And friends, uh, I've shared this before. I feel like I need to share it again. Uh, my dad used to say to me the last few years of his life, uh, before we get off the phone quite often, he'd say, son, one more thing. And I was like, yes, sir. He'd say, remember, you're blessed and you're loved. You know, a lot of times we'd say, son, one more thing. I thought, oh, maybe he needs me to help him with something. But no, he was just wanting to remind me that as a child of God, that I'm blessed and that I'm loved by the very one that gave me breath. And for some of you listening today, uh, you need to know that. That if you're a follower of Jesus, you are blessed and you are loved. Not because maybe you don't feel it. You're thinking, well, no, I'm not, Greg. Or because you're having financial challenges or something. You're like, I'm not blessed. But yes, friends, the Bible tells us if we are a child of the Most High God, we are blessed and we're loved. And I think we need to be reminded that today. In fact, I want to encourage you right now just to say that with me. I'm blessed and I'm loved. One more time. I'm blessed and I'm loved. And it's just so powerful, friends, when we know that we are blessed and we're loved by the very one that gave us breath. There's a great song came out a couple years ago called God Really Loves Us by Dante Bow and David Crowder. Oh, just such a great song. I want to encourage you maybe to look up that song on Spotify or YouTube or wherever you find your music and check out that song, God Really Loves Us. It's just so powerful, friends. Second reason that John, I think, could say, and uh, we know that Jesus loved him, was it says in verse 25 of John chapter 13 that John leaned into Jesus. He leaned into Jesus. I love this quote by Thomas Brooks. Everything that a person leans upon but God will be a dart that will certainly pierce their heart through and through. Those who lean only upon Christ lives the highest, choicest, safest, and sweetest life. Uh, friends, it's just so true. We've all leaned upon other things, and those things have let us down, haven't they? We depend on, lean on other people. We lean on our jobs. We lean on uh, material possessions we have, and we realize that, you know what? 
those will not sustain us. And one of the things that I you know, just saw, uh, you know, recently firsthand so powerfully, uh, uh, a lady that worked with me and I had my grocery store in Cynthia over 20 years ago. Uh, we got reconnected recently and uh, she just was sharing with me. She reached out to me. She knew I'm a pastor and had Hope is here ministry also and just said, hey, I'm really struggling. Life just really dealt me some really challenging cards. Um, and she shared uh, just a, a brutal divorce and then an abusive relationship. And then uh, one of her relatives shot and killed themselves. And she was in the next room and she was the only one home. And because of this stress and anxiety, she just started to develop an eating disorder. And so we met uh, a little over two months ago and just started encouraging her to draw closer to God. She started showing up at church at Garden Side Christian Church and uh, got her a Bible, and she started reading her Bible and showing up, even coming early and coming to a Sunday morning life group class. And next thing you know, uh, to go into doctors and with physical and spiritual help and growth, uh, she just started getting healthier mentally, emotionally, and then that even became a byproduct of getting healthier physically. And sent me a picture uh, over the weekend showing a picture of the scale where for the first time in a long time she weighed over 100 pounds. And, you know, some people like me, I'm unfortunately could be a stress eater. And I go there for comfort when I'm hurting, stressed out. Uh, she had gone the opposite way, quit eating. And yet God, as she is getting healthier by spending time with him in his word, putting in her place, self a place to hear God that she is starting to get emotionally and mentally, which is helping with the spiritual growth, resulting in physical health. And so, friends, be encouraged today. She said, you know, I've simply been leaning into Jesus and God, and I'm just seeing just amazing ripples in my life. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time, but I hope you'll join us again tomorrow as we continue looking at John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Did you know that Hope Is Here is also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? You can find all of these at Hope Is Here Lex. Also, check out the daily one-minute Cup of Hope, available on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That helps you keep your cup hopeful. To find out more information, go to our website, www.hopeisheretoday.org. That's www.hopeisheretoday.org.